Welcome to Luther's Brew Brothers with Pastor Pat and Layman Dave, and we're t- taking on the coronavirus today. There's a lot of fear out there, Pastor. Oh, man. That's, that's an understatement if there ever was one. Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, been, I know we're on, on opposite coasts, but we've been kind of talking about yeah. the, the scarcity of toilet paper and, uh, oh, you know, all kinds of things. Um, there is beer. I mean, it yeah. wasn't a lot of selection, so I'm I'm drinking Mexico's Budweiser, good old Modelo. I'm having a Modelo Especial as we uh, chit chat here again, brother. What are you drinking? I'm drinking a Sam Adams uh, new, new IPA. Never had it before. It's because all the regular stuff is kind of <laughs> off the shelf. So yeah, uh, it's pretty good. You, you, you kind of take what you get right now. It's like. Uh, you know, maybe your, your your favorite brand of something or another isn't there. And you mentioned the toilet paper. That's, boy, I tell you, who ever would think we'd be on a quest for, for toilet paper. Yeah. But yeah it's the end of the uh, world, man. The dogs and cats are sleeping. Yeah. In <laughs> Dog and cats Unclean, living together. Unclean, people walking down. It's not that bad. Uh, it well, must, be hard, you know must be hard for you with all your wanderlust. I mean, you're, oh. you're, uh, it must be hard for you to kind of stick around home. I'm I'm really trying to be good. You know, the biggest, the big, hardest part though of all was was uh, yesterday for church, first time ever, and now almost 31 years as a Lutheran pastor, uh, that I did not have church. Mm. Now I went um, by myself. I was a good citizen, and I'm trying to love my neighbor, and I'm respecting not only civil but but even our ecclesiastical authority, as indicated right now, uh, for this 15 day kind of uh, self-imposed uh, shelter-at-home thing, to respect that. So I, I'm, I'm trying to do that. And we, I talked to some of our leadership, and we're all on board at St. John. We're, we're only about 100 on a Sunday, plus or minus, but still. Um, that was the hardest part of all, harder than anything I have done. And I'm not trying to be here all holy than thou or something, but it really struck me what a privilege and joy it is to be in the house mm-hmm. of the Lord, my Christian family, and how yeah. denied I feel. How about you guys? Did you guys were you able in Virginia to go? We we, we made it to church. Uh, they split the the services into two to keep the numbers lower. Uh, took some precautions. Uh, printed out the bulletin instead of uh, using the hymnals. Uh, we didn't use the sign in pads uh, for communion. No um, sharing of the peace, probably uh, no no sharing of the peace. Uh, we don't usually do that anyway. Um, okay. That's just not part of uh, the tradition. Thing the tradition you, you remember that? I yeah. mean, it just does yeah. like. Five minutes into it, I got to start, you know, putting the cut, this cut sign, you know, the hand against yeah. your throat. Okay, everybody, you know, we're here. Just shut up already and sit down. Yeah. We're here to worship God. Right. You know, I will tell you, I will the, tell you, though. Play the first hymn. Every other, card, yeah. every other LCMS church in our area shut down. They just said they're shut down for two weeks. Uh, and uh, so it's, it's uh, you know, I, I told, I told pa- the pastor on the way out, of, the, of church that I was so happy to be at church and um, I don't take it for granted that I, I could have I could go yesterday it was it was really I mean I, you, you, it is something that you could take for granted if you if you if you're used to going to church and all of a sudden you can't I'm sure that the members at at at, uh, at your church are feeling it too you know that it, there's just so. something there's something wrong about not being able to to gather together. Well, we're trying to scramble with the different things before California completely 
locked down. I'm talking about the whole state where the stores and everything closing and other than grocery stores and gas and such. Um, I went to every member's house or tried to. I didn't get everywhere, but I went to over 40 and handed them, I called it my COVID-19 survival kit. Mm. And it was, uh, or I mailed some that I couldn't get out to because of distance and it was raining. (laughs) injury. (laughs) So, and it was my Lenten series because I, you know, we we called it um, the two, the Tuesday before this last Lenten service. So what was that? That would have been like the sixteenth, seventeenth. Uh, no, actually, that would have been sooner than that. But anyway, for the, the the three remaining Wednesdays, we we aren't meeting, and then there's two Sundays. We're hoping to be back Palm Sunday, April fifth. And, and uh, if anybody's listening from St. John, I know some people are. are looking at this for some just some fellowship and some support mm-hmm. you know that that's the plan guys so we'll we'll see what happens but so i was passing those out i know other pastors have posted things online they're streaming services but you know and i don't want to i don't want to fault uh, any attempt in any any way we can get the word of god uh to our people and connect uh through a, a very a time of great crisis i mean this is unprecedented a global pandemic we're yeah. going to look at Luke here in a minute, but I mean that that that's right out of the apocalypse, uh, you know, potentially here. So we're trying to do the best we can to scramble and get God's word out and try to balance this, you know, uh, respect your governing authorities, Romans thirteen, versus Acts where you know ought to obey God rather than man. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I, I'm still wrestling with it. When you see people at the beaches and you see people driving up to Starbucks yep. and being handed feet away their, you know, caramel latte, but we can't go to church. Yeah. And it's it's, it's kind of hard to see that. Because that, I, I, as a pastor and as a Christian, I, I see worship and, and the, the church's fellowship as essential. It is an essential service. Mm-hmm. I realize the doctors are doing great work, the nurses. God bless them. And for that matter... The truck drivers and the grocery store uh, clerks that are there stocking the shelf so we all have food to eat. There's a lot of people doing a lot of great things. And, and I realize maybe in the bigger picture, uh, a, a pastor isn't seen in that context. But then again, for a person of faith who relies on their pastor to bring them God's word, the body and blood of Jesus, absolve their sin, to tell them that you know, God is with them, that can make a real difference. Uh, right. You know, during a time of panic, because it's peace we, over panic. We have the peace that passes all understanding. Right. Oh, absolutely. And and you know, uh, you know, the the gifts of God are are this are, are we 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 believe as, as as Lutherans that it's in the body and blood of Christ that we receive at the at the worship service. Um, so people need right. strength right That's now. That's medicine too. Yeah. That's medicine. I mean, it, it, we don't have. They're talking about maybe. Uh, if there is some kind of a vaccine, it's still a year or more away. Mm-hmm. We have it already in, in Jesus Christ. Absolutely. You know, the, yeah. the cross. That, that I, I think it makes a difference for me. That's why I'm not freaked out. How are you doing? Are you freaking out? Absolutely not. I think, uh, no. you know, I, know I, 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 I felt a little weird about not feeling weird. Freaked out. I know. <laughs> you I know, mean, I'm, uh, I'm trying to greet everybody I see with a smile and, hey, neighbor, and, and, and some of them do look at you like, well, what are you smiling about? Like, what are you, you know, selling? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you give me some of that. You know, I want to feel like that too. What are you smoking? And it's like, no, I've got the joy of Jesus. I actually had a long conversation with a young man. I had to get tires 
because we had to pick my daughter up in San Francisco. They were the first U.S. Uh, 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 city to actually lock down. So we were concerned. She was going to come home at the end of the month, March. And we just said, that doesn't make sense. Let's just go get her. I was worried, you never know, with gas supply, et cetera. You know, that's a, uh, quite a distance between L.A. and San Francisco. So we went up on Tuesday to, to pick her up. And everything worked out really, uh, you know, uh, great uh, in, in that regard. But, you know, it's just uh, uh, this, this freak out. But, yeah, so we got her home. And I was glad for that. And the family is here together. That was, uh, I was on my mind as, as a dad. But um, freaking out, no. I'm, I am at peace. And I credit well, that to my faith in Jesus. You know, I was listening to a podcast uh, earlier and, and listening to a pastor say, you know, when he goes in for a hospital visit, and hospital visits, as you know, can be really serious, you know, he'll say, hey, you know, whether you walk out the front door or whether you're taken out the back right it's a win-win situation man it's to live to live is christ to die is gain amen i've been telling that to people and that's philippians 121 it is one of my favorite verses of all scripture and it puts a lot into perspective the christian can't lose brother i mean i hope nobody gets sick first of all if they do covid19 is not a death sentence most people do seem to pull through it can be tough but obviously there are those that are dying not only um here but around the world italy is oh, hard yeah. to get. oh wow i mean i mean i'm not gonna say that oh well just you know pull yourself up by your bootstraps no that's sad for those people losing loved ones but we have and there's where our real medicine comes in we have the victory over death it's called the resurrection and the life everlasting we yep. confess it in the creed So like you say, it's win-win. Either we get better, either we don't get sick, God protects us. And if not, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace, if God does this or doesn't do this, he's still God. And I still love him and worship him. So either we get better, or we don't get sick at all, or we go to heaven. Now, I can't see anything being a losing prospect in any of those options. Zero downside. That's good news. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. That's good news. Uh, yeah, yeah let's and look I, at this. I, I was uh, uh, real quick though. I was telling Judy we, yeah, were, yeah. Having, we were having kind of a uh, back and forth today about you know being being scared. Like you were, we were talking about being scared about all this stuff, and I just kind of blurted out, "I want to go play with Jesus. If I die, I'll just go play yeah. with Jesus." And I said, "Hey, you know, maybe we'll play a game like basketball or something, and he'll win every time, and you know, every shot he throws goes right in. But it'll be still be fun to hang out with him, you know." To, <laughs> so, <love> you. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have a beer, Jesus. Let's hang out today. What are you doing, Lord? Uh, yeah, I'm free at 12 or something. You know, yeah. well, you know, you got grandkids. That's got to yeah. be on your mind a little bit. Yeah, but um, you know, uh, I'll spend eternity with them too. You yeah. know, it's a drop in the bucket, right? And in, in, in we, terms of eternity, we've got we've got uh, two members dealing with cancer in our congregation, mm. and that's all messed up with. Yeah. hospitals as they are and, and priority care and so forth. So, you know, it's on their mind, but and I say yeah. to their credit, both, well, both of them are at peace to say, you know, they hope they get the treatment that they're hoping for, but they realize they may not. Hey, I want to go to something though. I talked about Luke. Actually, okay. it's in Matthew too, in the gospel. This really from a Christian point of view either, and this is the bitter pill maybe, uh, and, and I don't want to leave it here. So, God willing, we won't get cut off because I, I, there's good news uh, how the story ends for us okay. as Christians. We've already said it. 
But, you know, the, the bitter pill is, you know, Jesus said to expect and to frankly brace for days like this. I'm reading from Luke 21. Uh, Watch out that you are not deceived, for many will come in my name claiming I am he, and the time is near. But don't follow them. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be frightened. These things must happen first, but the end will not come right away. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes, famines, and pestilences in various places, and fearful events and great signs from heaven. Jesus goes on to talk about persecution, about how families even tear apart one another, friends betray friends, parents, brothers, relatives uh, will will turn you in because of your faith in Christ. So, you know what, Uh, this is pretty bad, but in terms of the bigger picture of what it can be and what may be coming, uh, this is is nothing. I mean, it's an inconvenience to our shopping habits, and, you know, we're drinking beer that we wouldn't probably normally drink is in our time together. But, you know, in the bigger picture, brother, this, this is not that big. It, it, we're going to be better unless it is, in fact, those days in Christ when uh, we expect the clouds of glory to part. And I say, come soon, Lord Jesus. But yeah. now having said that, you know, is this the end of the world? I, 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 no one can say those things. No one knows the day or the hour. Well, Jesus but said a lot of birth, people are birth, talking that way. Yeah, he talked about it in terms of birth pains, right, that, that uh, the frequency gets right, greater right. as time goes on. So, uh, you know, we could be looking at, at a continuation and, and like birth pains continuing, right? Uh, you know, and, you know, we got to look back at history, too. I mean, well, you and I, you and I we both are, weren't alive during the Spanish flu. What, was that 1918? Um, the Spanish flu that, that killed. 1918, yeah. Yeah, that killed uh, just a tremendous amount of people for its time. So, uh, you know, we, we don't have any frame of reference for something like this. Right, right. And so, um, another member of our church, um, Bonnie, was telling me that in World War Two. There was a rumor circulating in California that there were Japanese subs off the coast, and there was a big rush on grocery stores, and her mother couldn't mm. find flour and sugar, you know, but they were okay because they lived on a ranch, so they had meat and vegetables and stuff. So, yeah, that, that's why I say, I mean, people in Hitler's time, he was the Antichrist. I mean, anybody with half a brain would have thought that was the end of the world. No. And now in the 1960s, the, the decade of assassinations and all the cultural and political upheavals there that I think we're still feeling the effects of uh, culturally today, you know, with that kind of erosion on, on, uh, on, on the church and spiritual values and biblical values, you know, yeah. so it, it's hard to say. I, I don't want to say that God gives us these signs uh, for no apparent good. I think it does, though, serve uh, to teach every generation to simply be prepared and put God first and love your neighbor always, not just when things are, right. are dark. Now, that that leads into something I was going to talk about. I, I, I want to talk about, I've heard this, you know, in the last couple of weeks, I've heard five trains of thoughts from, from, from Christians about what's going on, um, you know, when bad things happen mm-hmm. kind, of, kind of things. Number one, right. God is bringing judgment. You hear that a lot, that, you know, whenever that, something that, bad happens. That's certainly one... Right. That's certainly yeah. one possibility. And there's some biblical precedent uh, for that in the Old Testament, of course. Uh, number two, God is allowing it to happen. I hear that a lot. Right. God is allowing it to happen. Number three, God didn't cause it. We live in a broken world. 
We live in a broken and sinful world. Uh, Number four, God is causing it to happen for a purpose. And what could that purpose? He's working for good. Right. And and maybe that is in terms of, uh, you know, I've heard God is testing us, testing our faith, which is, you know. Well, uh, I'll put it. I'll put a six on there. Sometimes stuff just happens. And, yeah. you know, for all, all of the above, I mean, every one of those things certainly have biblical merit as we try to put some, as the church tries to give an answer. But I guess maybe I'm thinking this is not the time for for me to, to try to analyze why this is happening. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's our human nature. Sure. To wanna, because to try to we, figure it out. We we're telling yeah. people. We like to, to understand how things happen by the way they end. And I think sometimes we've got to enjoy the story where we're at right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, right now like- we are in a in a in a, a we were, we were talking about all the reasons why maybe things are happening all the way from God's judgment to God working for good to a sinful world, and and I think all of those things are are true. I think they all factor into the bigger picture. But right now, instead of trying to answer why, I'm just trying to to be present, to be mindful of God who is present with me, but also then be a means. Uh, that God can be present in the lives of my neighbors, be it my fellow church members or the guys around me or the guy I see. Uh, there was, I mean, it sounds like I'm tooting my horn here, but there was this Asian woman. She could not reach the top shelf, and she asked me to hand her what I didn't realize at the time was the last package of toilet paper. So I did. I, I climbed up, handed it down to her. She big grin, thanked me. I said, well, have a nice day. It's going to you know, be all right. I turn around and there's like nothing left. That was my <laughs> last chance at toilet paper. But well, say you're I loving your neighbor as yourself. I didn't regret it. I didn't regret it. And I hope, you know, if, if so there's instead of trying to figure out why, let's just live each day thankful for our daily bread. Uh, I hope everybody has a, a place to shelter down in place. I know I'm thinking about uh, Los Angeles is like the number one homeless capital in oh, the country. I know. And what's and, happening to those people? You and, know? Yeah, I mean, things uh, like there, this can can just get, you know, can go through a, com- uh, a homeless community like crazy, you know. Uh, and kid, the way they just share things in, in our in proximity. Food banks, we, um, we take a once-a-month volunteer. And had we not showed up this last time, they wouldn't have had the workers they were counting on mm-hmm. to organize their distribution. We're talking about that for coming up and then this uh, next month. Uh, it'd be the Saturday before Easter. And uh, I hope we can get a group of us to go down there because I'm sure they're still handing out food. There's still people hungry. These people don't have means. Mm-hmm. So, again, I, I, we can analyze this you know, six months to a year from now and try to put some perspective. If we're still here, and I can't, he can't come soon enough for me. But in the meantime, you know, let's just try to be good neighbors. And uh, Right, and and uh, kind of leading into that, we were talking a little bit about the hoarding that's going on. You know, uh, that that definitely is not, it's not love of neighbor. When, when, when you're grabbing so much stuff that the next person behind you can't get any, um, you know, it's, it, it's not, it's not trusting in, in God at all. So I hope Christians aren't out there no. doing the same thing that the rest of the world are doing. Um, you Me know, too. Uh, 
I'm hoping I'm hoping not. I'm hoping we can this is the opportunity I think for the church to really shine and for Christians to show that we are not of this world. And I hope things don't go back to normal. Big people are saying, I can when when is this going to go back to normal? I oh, hope they never do. Normal sucks. Normal was terrible. <laughs> it did. It did. I mean normal is no way to be living. You betcha. So I'm I'm hoping that will there'll be a new normal, meaning People will start putting God first and their neighbor as themselves. They'll go to church. They'll be more uh, 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 gracious uh, toward one another, uh, a little kinder, a little more patient. And, and let's respect what God says in his word. And I'm hoping there will be some real ch lasting changes. 9-11 didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. The big meltdown of 2008, the housing mm -hmm. bubble burst, that didn't seem to do anything. It doesn't seem like God can get anyone's attention if, in fact, this is God's effort his you know hail mary to get the world's attention that we are killing each other we're not good stewards of his earth um we are not lovers and keepers of our neighbor of our brother uh so you know if, if this is in fact what's going on i hope it'll work because if we're yeah. going to be around here any more any more length of time uh as a as a as a, a, a species as a human you know human beings i hope We'll get right. it. We'll do better. Well, and, and I just hope we'll do better. And let and we're clear, just so we're clear, that that good works don't save. Jesus right. saves us oh, by yeah. His finished work on the cross. But we we love. We're free That's to love sure. our neighbors as ourselves. Uh, now that we don't have to fear right. a punishment from God, we're free to do what God wants us to do, which is take care of our neighbor. Now we can love. Before yes. we couldn't. Before in sin we could only love ourselves. And that's where that hoarding, that selfishness. The very problem that, if anything, contributed to this situation is, is just this absolute greed and selfishness where this over-preoccupied uh, uh, preoccupation with self. And if we can just put that aside for a while and just really say, you know what, uh, there's, my, my, you know, the, the next guy might need some of this too and no. not be so not so panic where you come out with shopping carts full of stuff you know and that that's one small measure but i think there's other things too like like the there must be the, the lady or the old man across the street or down the hall from where you live knock on their door maybe keep your distance but it's a, do you do you have everything you need or not even the physical side of it just how are you feeling today and i'm not talking mm. about coronavirus you know because See that's the other thing. People are lonely. And I yeah. think people, yeah, people are not keep are not they're everybody's focused on not getting physically sick and that's good. But we're not just physical beings. We have a spirit, we have a mind. They get sick too. So, how are you doing? I mean, how are you sometimes just a, a little a, a a little friendship can go a long way. A phone yeah. call if you don't want to do it in person, you know. Yeah, a little TLC. We need right? to be we need to be our brothers and our sisters' keeper. That was Cain's shortfall way back in the beginning. Yeah. You know, when he kills his brother and God asks him, you know, hey, where's your brother? Am I, I don't know. Am keeper? I my brother's keeper? No. Yes, you are. And we have not been good keepers of our brothers and sisters. We've been hoarders right. and selfish, sinful people. That, yeah. And we wonder why the world is like it is. That's and God the thing. Is, God that's, is that's, well that's the, yeah, God's well pleased when we when we stop and and don't focus on ourselves and focus on our neighbor. He's well pleased. And that and that and that's the silver lining here. The good, I mean that this may turn out to be one of the 
biggest blessings in disguise if the world i mean it's never going to be heaven we but we can make it better and mm. we can do better as a people and uh how we get along and how we work together globally locally all of it yeah. and uh hopefully that's something good that'll come out of all of this so i hope it won't go back to normal right i hope it'll be different better than it's than it's been for a very very long time can you think um god can can use what's going on to strengthen the church is that, i mean it's do you think do you think that the church has in our because because of our you know relative ease that we've had for decades and decades and decades do do you think that uh that god can use it to kind of strengthen us uh to do what we need to be doing for for those that don't know him man i sure hope so i hope that people will take stock in uh their 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 spiritual life and they'll realize it isn't just about amassing things or success in a worldly secular mm-hmm. uh away bigger house bigger car bigger wardrobe you know more money i hope they'll take stock in what jesus has said store up treasure in heaven yeah. where moth and rust cannot corrode and thieves don't break in and steal right and and you know store up your 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 treasure where it matters where your you know treasure is that's where your your heart is too so yeah that might be where people and it's not just simply that they physically sit in a pew and oh now everything's better no it's more a heartfelt relationship that's what i think jesus was saying in that passage about you know where our treasure is that's where our heart is the things that we value well i'm hoping that we will begin to value our life with god our our faith in jesus eternal and that things then yeah things that can't be taken away things that last things that are of of infinite value then maybe that will then be the catalyst that will change then the ministry of the church its mission which has always been not only to share the gospel the good news of jesus as lord and savior but also to be mindful of the physical needs uh, of, of of those around us jesus was very compassionate towards the poor and and those in need and maybe that's something that our world has mm-hmm. been doing wrong for so very long i'm sounding like some kind of socialist here i guess but you know, it seems like so few have so much and so many have so little. And there's got to be a, somehow a way that we can distribute that. I know it sounds like distributing the wealth. I'm running for, you know, political office and I'm not. But it just seems like there's just so much need that it, how can that be when there is so much wealth? I, I don't understand. I've, I've not understood that for a very long time, David. It's, and it's, it's been a struggle personally. It's always been that way because of human greed. It's human sin. Right. Uh, and it's and it is Jesus, an area of I mean Jesus that, did say the poor we will always have with us. Yeah, it's it's not well, something that's going to end uh, this side of heaven. Unfortunately, well, hopefully we can do something to help them a little bit more because I, you know, uh, again Sunday worship and being in the house of God that is ground zero of the church's mission and ministry. It's word and sacrament ministry. But with that grace that we receive, we are sent out. And that's maybe an area that the church can itself have a rebirth. Not only the unchurched people, the secular person who has not loved God or neighbor, will start coming to hear the gospel, and then they, forgiven, will be redeemed. But that those of us who have been kind of going, that will be different too. That will change. I keep thinking about the, the times, the medieval times when, you know, the, where there were plagues and and the 
and mm. the church would go out and help these people when nobody else would. You know, the, they, great letter. What's that? 1527, the Black Plague. He writes, finally writes back to this. I think it was a pastor that was seeking his advice and counsel. And, you know, Luther can never write a, an email. It's always, <laughs> he calls it's it a, a letter, but it's like a book. You know, basically, as I've read it, it comes down to, look, um, those that are in service, be it pastors or even those in, in uh, a, you know, political office, hey, like it or not, you got to stay the course, hang tight. If you feel you have to flee the plague, go ahead. But um, you know what? Uh, God is with us. He is our mighty fortress. Um, you know, I, I'm not going anywhere. I had vacation planned. But believe it or not, I was going to go to Italy <laughs> after after wow. Easter. We had this big we had this big trip plan. I was going to retrace Luther's steps. You know, going on the whole pilgrimage. That was the turning point for him, by the mm. way. Uh, that's where there's the Reformation when he went to Rome and he saw the church's yeah, the extravagance and abuses. Yeah, yeah, and uh, all of that. And then, but just the art. I love the art. I'd love to see those beautiful Renaissance and Baroque, you know, uh, uh, churches and works of art. We were going to go to Florence and Venice, and well, it wasn't. It, it obviously wasn't meant to be. But you know, there's, there's. I guess I'm saying that. Things change, plans change, but that doesn't mean that we can't uh, uh, still find value and beauty in the world around us. And maybe that's what we've been missing out to. We just, you know, that which God has given us right in our own neighborhoods, in our own families, in our own churches that we think are somehow not enough and we've got to go out and see and explore and experience. Maybe just, maybe being home reminds us that home's a pretty good place. And uh, this isn't so bad. Uh, how often do families sit down like this, slow and down, eat together? Yeah. So again, I'm I'm seeing good. I mean, this is where I I want our our listeners to to consider these sides of it when we talk as we began with the bitter pill of judgment and God's law, where God is you know upset with the failings and the sin of of the world. But maybe let's see also the good that God can be working through this to remind us of that which matters most, uh, our relationship to him and our relationship with one another. It yes. begins at home. It begins in the families. Right. And for those, I mean, that are just very, very fearful, I, I get, I mean, I get it. I mean, it's, these are unprecedented times, but uh, John 14, 27, 28, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let, let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. And then John sixteen thirty three. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. I love that passage. Yeah, trial and tribulation are just part and parcel of this, of this life. And from time to time, I think... God, you know, it's always, we're always going to debate that. Does God send it or does God allow it? I think in the end, the final analysis is it really doesn't matter. We're splitting hairs. Is that it's happening. It isn't good. Suffering is never pleasant, but like good discipline, uh, Hebrews 12, you know, it brings forth, uh, you know, a, a fruits of righteousness in those that are trained and brought up by it. Yeah, so are, we going, are we going to trust him? a lot of good. Are we going to trust right. him? Are we going to, you know, even, is, even if it is a test, are we going to pass the test? Will we trust him rather than the world? 
Right. Are we going to stay the course? And I guess maybe in a weird way, that's what uh, Martin Luther was writing back uh, uh, regarding his advice about the plague that, that Europe was facing, is that, you know, do we run from this? Well, in a sense, we can't. I mean, we're really, Antarctica, maybe, I guess, doesn't have any uh, coronavirus. Uh, but wh where are we going to go where, where this is not affecting? So, I mean, we can't run. And maybe that's, again... The scale of this is a blessing in disguise that, like it or not, we're going to have to just sit down and deal with this. Now, are we going to grow from it? Are we going to grow closer to him from it mm -hmm. uh, or, uh, uh, or not? So hopefully we will. Hopefully there will be a spiritual awakening in the lives of people. This is a time to open your Bibles, and this is a time to, to pray, mm -hmm. uh, maybe like yeah. never before. Uh, go back to your catechism. This is a good argument yeah. why every, every household should have a hymnal. You know what? Right. Because that, that's where I'm saying I, I haven't yet. I'm not saying I will never, but I haven't yet streamed anything. I've uh, put some things out on the Internet, written forms of, of sermons and things that people can read. Um, we're doing our podcast here. That's out there, too. But I haven't really done anything streaming yet. I'm hoping people will just – it's Lent. I mean, if there was ever going to be a time for us to kind of – sequester ourselves lent comes from a word meaning quarantine where this is a quiet time of reflection so mm -hmm. let's open our bibles let's review our catechism let's take our hymnals let's sing a hymn let's use the you know morning suffrage or the evening suffrage the the simple liturgies of the church and let's just use this as a as a time of of spiritual spirituality of being together uh of being with god of being present with god and longing and praying for the day we can be back together in his house because I Amen. miss church. Yeah, I miss. Well, I think I, can't I think that's good. In church for Easter, I think yeah. we I think we kind of hit all the bases there, and uh, I guess we'll end on that note. So I'm going right, to brother. go ahead and just, uh, you know, I'm going to not worry. I'm going to not fear. Yeah, I'm gonna, we love God and He loves us. Nor I, nor I, and I'm not going to. I got enough toilet paper for now, so I'm not <laughs> letting, it, letting it go to my neighbor for a while. <laughs>